Hi, and welcome to the second episode of Blockchain Explained, a BNP Paribas Global Markets podcast made to help you understand all the concepts around blockchain, crypto, digital assets, and how they can create business value. I'm Sarah Walsh, and I work in product development and derivatives execution and clearing in the Americas within global markets. But I'm actually fascinated in the digital asset space and how this will impact the financial sector. I'm definitely not an expert, but I'll be looking to interview some. And hopefully together we'll be able to try and break down everything that's crypto and blockchain related in a series of podcasts. In today's episode, we'll be using the term blockchain for easier understanding. But as we dig deeper in this subject throughout the episodes, we will explain more precise and specific terms such as distributed ledger technology or DLT as it's known. In this second episode, we have the pleasure of talking about tokens and tokenization with Amélie Fremy. Amélie is part of the global credit within global markets based in London. She's involved in a number of digital initiatives, and in her COO role for primary, she's involved actively in issuances of digital assets. So she'll definitely be a great person to interview. Amélie, welcome and thank you for your time today. Hi, Sarah. Thank you for having me today. So starting right off with the basics, can you give us an explanation of what a token actually is? A token is a digital asset that can be traded or exchanged between persons. Those tokens are often used to represent a physical assets, for example, a piece of art, a house, or a financial product like a bond or a loan. Virtual currency are also considered as tokens, actually cash tokens, when issued or backed one-to-one by a central bank but it is different from cryptocurrencies. Therefore, tokenization is the process of conversing an asset or ownership rights of an asset to a unique unit called tokens. So in terms of then the difference between a token and traditional cash and securities, could you give a little bit more detail around that? Tokenization has a long history, driven by the need to represent something of value with a lower value proxy. Paper currency is perhaps the best known example The sterling paper currency, for example, originated as a measure of sterling silver. In technology, tokenization is already widely used to secure sensitive data, such as credit card details. In the same way, traditional cash or security can be issued and recorded on a database, shared by all financial institutions. This database is called a ledger. This digital and shared or distributed ledger is commonly named blockchain, a type of distributed ledger technology that we will explain in detail in another episode. Got it. Can you tell us a little bit more about what it means in terms of impact for the financial industry? Now, in the financial industry, we talk about security tokens backed by financial securities, such as a company's stock or loans. These tokens, which, as you said, represent ownership of the underlying asset, may be subject to relevant regulatory requirements by financial authorities. This means that to be traded, they will need to meet certain regulatory and legal requirements, which aim to protect investors. And to elaborate or go into this a little bit more detail, what is the difference between the types of tokens that exist? So there is indeed a few types of digital assets. While there is no official global taxonomy yet, BNP Paribas has created its own to help differentiate them. Let me give you a few examples, which should hopefully help you understand. Asset tokens are digital securities. These are traditional financial instruments covering equities, fixed income, derivatives. 
They have the same definitions and the product they represent. Payment cash tokens or digital cash. These are backed with official money. It could be central bank digital currency, also known as CBDC. It could also be commercial bank money or stable coins. Another type of well-known digital assets are cryptocurrencies. They are virtually currencies used as medium of exchange. We all know that those products are subject to increased volatility and potential associated risk. An example is a Bitcoin. How could we use a token and what is the benefit? So for example, you can turn a security into a token that could be a bond or a share. With a smart contract, its characteristic, such as coupon or dividend payment, could be automatically generated and are embedded into the token itself. There are at least three main benefits for the financial industry of security tokens. First, cost efficiency, with less intermediaries required. Second, instant settlement, or what we call atomic settlement, to reduce time to market financial products. When you think that most securities take two days to settle, this could be a very large opportunity. And finally, tokenization can also provide new opportunities with new products. That sounds like digital assets could expand pretty quickly then. Actually, participants in capital markets have been exploring tokenization for a few years. Some are very advanced, others less. More recent initiatives include a number of digital bond issuances with well-known participants. The latest example is a European investment bank, First Sterling Digital Bond, issued end of January 23, where BNP Paribas was joint lead manager. It was a really exciting project, by the way. Now you might ask yourself, why are these digital bonds unique? Well, they are not held in a central securities depository such as Euroclear or Clearstream, but on a shared blockchain platform acting as an official registry. In short, this blockchain technology improves efficiency, allowing for real-time data synchronization across all participants while enhancing security with encrypted data. That sounds really interesting, but I can imagine there must be several pain points before this becomes more standardized and is adopted widely in the industry. Yes, because the technology is still very fragmented with a lot of options available to market participants. The industry needs to agree on common standards. There are also some compatibility limitations between existing options. Think about the difference between internet and intranet a few years ago. Also, the legal and regulatory framework is still evolving. Investors are reluctant to invest in those products because of it. However, various jurisdictions are working on this. In Europe, there will be a new dedicated EU pilot regime end of March. The UK and the US are also working actively on this topic. Central bank money are expected to be issued in a tokenized form soon. With all those initiatives, it is likely that tokenization might expand by end of 2023. So we're unfortunately out of time and I still have so many more questions, but this has been really interesting and definitely helped me and the audience to start getting a better understanding around tokens and tokenizations. Thanks so much for your time. It was really nice to meet you, Emily. Thanks for having me, Sarah.
This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a complete description of any products or services of BNP Paribas or its affiliates or the risks they involve. This podcast is not financial research or investment advice. Neither the information nor any opinion contained in this podcast constitutes a recommendation, solicitation, or offer by BNP Paribas or its affiliates to buy or sell any financial product or service, nor shall it be deemed to provide investment, tax, legal, or accounting advice. All opinions, information, and estimates in this podcast are as of the date of recording. BNP Paribas has no obligation to provide updates or changes. Information provided should not be regarded as comprehensive nor sufficient for making financial or investment decisions. No warranty is made that information in this podcast is accurate or complete. BNP Paribas is not responsible for any losses or damages arising from reliance on the information in this podcast.